Hello and welcome to the first episode of Ascend, the official podcast of Ascend College Ministry at Our Lady of Good Counsel Catholic Church in Plymouth, Michigan. I'm your host, Carl Finkbeiner. This talk was recorded from the Ascend College Night on Tuesday, May 26th. In this episode, we explore the journey that we are on to climb the mountain of the Lord toward our heavenly homeland. So for today's talk, I wanted to kind of play off the theme of the name of our ministry, which is Ascend. Um, it, it's fitting that this first meeting comes a couple days after the Ascension. Um, but I want to focus on a different aspect of the word Ascend, which is this idea of climbing a mountain and how we're on a journey together in faith uh, to climb the mountain of the Lord. So um, I want to start with a little story, I guess. In uh, the summer of 1997, Michigan coach Lloyd Carr read a book by John Krakauer. It's called Into Thin Air, and it detailed a climbing expedition of a bunch of climbers who attempted to summit Mount Everest. And he was really inspired by this story, and he decided to make it the theme of his football team's season. Um, that they were on a journey together, that they had been chosen to journey together toward their ultimate goal, which for them was the Big Ten Championship. And needless to say, the team really bought in to this, to this theme, to this mission. And as the season went on, they encountered some difficult games, some hurdles they had to climb, and they, they kept winning. And along the way, they, they marked their journey in terms of this ascension that they were on together as a team. And ultimately, they not only did win the Big Ten Championship, but they beat Washington State in the Rose Bowl to finish undefeated and win the, the school's first national championship in a half a century. So obviously... The idea of climbing a mountain is a great analogy for sports, but it's a great analogy for really any journey we're on in life, and that includes the spiritual journey, which I, I hesitate to say that because it implies that like our faith life or our spiritual journey is kind of one box of many. But in reality, when I say the spiritual journey, that, that encompasses our entire life because our whole life is a gift from God and a journey toward God, and that includes everything we do, whether it's sports, whether it's school, work, family, relationships, prayer. It's all included in our walk with the Lord. And right now, this summer, we've been chosen to walk together um, as a little, a climbing expedition, I guess. Um, and so before we begin to climb, I think there's some questions that we should ask ourselves um, as we prepare for the journey. And the first one would be, what does the terrain look like? We need to get uh, an idea of what the landscape, what the mountain looks like. Um, recently, my family has been watching a program called Aerial America, which flies drones over uh, big cities, natural wonders, uh, mountain ranges, whatever it may be, and just catches amazing footage from hundreds of feet in the air. And then it'll zoom into and kind of fly into all these nooks and crannies of whatever you know mountain range is looking at. And so you really get a 360 degree image of the mountain. But unfortunately, that's not typically the case when we just look at a mountain um, because Although a mountain is kind of the most stable, unchanging, solid thing. I mean, it's a huge hunk of rock. Nothing's going to move it. Nothing's going to change it, right? Yet, every time you look at a mountain, you're going to see something different. Whether it's you're looking at it from a different perspective or whether there are storm clouds rolling in. It depends on the time of year, the time of day, uh, you know, the weather patterns, how the sun's hitting the rocks or the snow or dispersing in the clouds. I bet if you saw the same mountain range, every day for a whole year you'd see something a little different every time and sometimes you can't even see it because it's so covered in clouds my dad said uh many years ago he went to seattle washington on a business trip he was there for a full week 
and never once saw Mount Rainier, even though on a clear day you can see this mountain just towering over the horizon of the city. But he never caught a glimpse of it. And so often this is the case with God as well. He is there, he is constant, he's always present, towering over our lives and supporting us and protecting us. But so often we don't see him because he's covered with the storms of our lives or we see him differently every time we look and it seems like he's not constant or he's not there for us or sometimes we look away. And that is a, a big effect of the relativism in our culture and even as devout Catholics we can oftentimes fall into this stream of relativism that the world tells us and we lose our perspective on really who we are according to our Creator and who he is and his good intentions for us in our lives. And I've really become convinced that we need to reclaim a worldview which is firmly grounded in the teachings of the church, in the truth of Scripture, the authentic truth of Scripture, and an unshakable faith in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. Because the way that we see the world really does affect the way that we interact with it. So this summer, I think it's a great opportunity to take some time to ask the Lord again, who do you say that I am and who are you and what is this world that you've placed me in and how am I called to interact with it as a Christian? Um, Father John led a retreat a couple summers ago where he broke open the kerygma for us and since then, that was two years ago, that's really been like the focus on my prayer, just asking the Lord to give me a deeper and deeper sense of what it means, of what, of what salvation history is, of who we are and why we're on this earth. And so I want to dive into that together and allow the Lord to speak to each and every one of our hearts anew. Who are we? Why am I here? What is sin and what are its consequences? How is, why, why, is, why is sin a problem? What, if anything, has God done to fix the problem? And then, if he's done something, how am I called to respond? So uh, we're going to spend some time really diving into that and doing that as a group and individually, hopefully, as well in our own prayer time. So then once we've gotten kind of an idea of what the landscape looks like, the next step as we're preparing to climb would be to make a plan, right? So we're here, we're at point A, wherever we are, right? Collectively, individually, um, our, our common destination is the summit, which for us is heaven, right? And so how are we going to get from point A to point B? And the answer lies in what Father Michael calls the supply lines. Prayer, scripture, sacraments, and I'm going to add a fourth one in there, and that's community, because no matter what we may think, there's no way we can possibly do it on our own. There's no way we can continue to grow in holiness and in love for the Lord when we're just silos and isolated. And so praise God that he's brought us together this summer. And I, I invite us to really take advantage of this community and build it so these relationships go deep. And that doesn't just start and end by coming here and talking and playing some silly games and listening to a mediocre talk, but it extends to everything that we do. Um, you know, building that community outside. And it's great to have fun together. That is so crucial, but also making sure that, you know, we're taking opportunities to pray together, to maybe do Bible studies together outside of this, um, however we feel the Lord calling us to, to respond to our needs as a community. So in the third question, or sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive into those, those three supply lines real quick. Um, prayer, are we spending time with the Lord every day sharing with him what's going on in our hearts and allowing him to speak to us in the silence. Adoration is a great opportunity to do that, um, but even just in, in silent prayer time at home too. Scripture is the authoritative word of God. In, in his word, God has revealed to us 
everything about himself in words that we can understand. And he's spoken to us to remind us of who we are and what we're created for. So really diving into scripture um, individually and as a group to remind ourselves of what is this correct vision of reality. And then the sacraments. We are so blessed as Catholics um, to be able to encounter the Lord personally and physically in the sacraments. Jesus came not just as Emmanuel, God with us for 33 years, and then he, he left at the ascension, but he established his church and he promises, I will be with you always till the end of the age. And every single time we receive the bread of life at Holy Communion, we receive the very life of the eternal one and therefore begin to participate in eternal life and the heavenly life right here on earth. And especially being separated from that from so, for so long, um, I think I hope we can all realize what an incredible blessing that is to be able to receive our Lord and Savior um, as often as we can. So the final two questions we should think about when we're starting to climb are why am I climbing and where am I going, right? Kind of a check of why, why am I doing this? You know, have you ever started off on a journey and been like, wait a second, what the heck, why am I doing this? Should I, should I go back? Is it even worth continuing? So why are we here? Why are we climbing and where are we going to? And the answer for both of those questions should be God. God is the source and the summit of our lives. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and he's placed in each of us an innate desire for him. And ultimately, his, his destiny for us is to share in his very blessed life, the inner life of the Trinity in heaven. So that's where we're going, and that's why the journey's worth it. And in John chapter 12, verse 32, Jesus said, When I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. He's referring to him being lifted up on the cross at his crucifixion on a mountain on Mount Calvary. And he says, when I am lifted up, I will draw all people to myself. This not only reminds us that it is God who draws us, it is God who invites us and who sustains us on the journey and who is ultimately the one who initiates the relationship. But also it's a reminder that the journey is not always going to be easy and that's okay. And he promises that. He says, you know, ultimately we're following him up Mount Calvary. We're walking in the footsteps of his passion. He says, unless you take up your cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. So he acknowledges that there will be suffering, but he also promises to give us all that we need to not only endure the suffering, but to find joy and peace in the midst of it. St. Paul had a, a pain in his side. He called it a thorn in his side. An angel of Satan, he said, was tormenting him, and he begged God three times to remove it from him. And God did not remove the suffering from him. But he spoke to Paul and he said, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. I will give you all that you need to endure this pain, and not only that, but your weakness is the very vehicle by which I will perfect you into the image of my son. And that's what he wants to do for every one of us, even if it doesn't make sense along the way. Six years ago, my family went out to Steamboat, Colorado on a ski trip. And the last day we were, uh, we decided to hit up one of the upper bowls because it was kind of the last part of the mountain that we hadn't skied yet. And at the base of the mountain where we were staying, it was a cloudy day. And as we began to ascend the chairlift, we, uh, entered right into the midst of this fog, this, you know, right in the midst of the cloud. And we were just immersed in this thick fog. You couldn't see more than about me to you guys in front of you. 
It was cold. It was damp. It was pretty miserable. But as we continued to ascend the chairlift, as we neared the top, we saw the sun starting to peek through. And by the time we'd reached the top of the chairlift at the peak of the mountain, it was nothing but clear skies, golden rays of sunshine, and this blanket of clouds beneath us. You can see mountain peaks in the distance. That picture doesn't really do it justice because it was taken on a track phone when I was a sophomore in high school. But <laughs> it was one of the most incredible, uh, maybe the most spectacular sight that I've ever seen firsthand. And I think that's what heaven's going to be like. When God willing, one day we're standing in the presence of God in our eternal home, we're going to be able to look back down at the mountain that was our journey of life and see that God was present in that fog. He was present in the storm cloud, just as he was present to Moses in the dark cloud on Mount Sinai. And hopefully we can begin to see right now, hopefully we don't need to wait until we go to heaven to see that he is there on our journey and to experience the joy and the peace that he has to offer us right now. Because ultimately he wants us to enjoy our lives and that is the one, that is the main thing, that is the one thing that should separate us from the rest of the world, especially during this time of crisis, is that we have the joy of Christ because we have the life of Christ within us. And we know who we are and we know where we're going. And so people should be able to see that if we're truly abiding with Jesus and allowing his spirit to, to do his work within our hearts. So before we finish up, I want to collectively just consecrate um, our group to Blessed Pure Giorgio Frassati, who is a young man who lived in the early 1900s. He was an adventurer. This is a picture of him right here. Uh, John Paul II kind of emulated his life after this dude, which I think should tell you something. Um, because this is just a really holy guy, but also a really a fun guy and an adventurous guy. And he would oftentimes take trips you know almost every weekend with his friends um, to the mountains in the nearby region of Italy where he lived and his friends would take hiking trips and they would enjoy camaraderie and they would enjoy the adventure and they would enjoy the competition but most of all Blessed Pure Giorgio Fossati took this as an opportunity to evangelize in the midst of his closest buddies he would lead rosaries as they walked he would often invite priests to join them on their hikes and celebrate mass thousands of feet above sea level, which I think probably inspired Pope John Paul II to do the same uh, when he was a young priest um, with, his, with the young people that he was ministering to. Back in his hometown, Pierre Giorgio used to walk 20 miles in the middle of the night to the nearest Adoration Chapel, and he would drag his friends along and say, hey, you're coming with me? Uh, and he would make them sit there in the chapel even if they slept for an hour and just spend time with the Lord because he knew how transformative it is to spend time with our Lord and Savior. His motto was verso la alto, which means to the heights. And he was quoted as saying, every day that passes, I fall more desperately in love with the mountains. I am ever more determined to climb the mountains, to scale the mighty peaks, to feel that pure joy, which can only be felt in the mountains. But back in his hometown, he also did a lot of work with the poor people in the slums in his hometown, the people who were neglected by society, the people who were homeless, who were hungry, who had families to feed, who had no clothes on their backs. He was from a very wealthy family 
and he would oftentimes take the clothes that his family bought him and give them away to the people he met on the street. Expensive clothes, just gave them away um, for the people who needed them more. And ultimately, he ended up dying at 24 of polio, which he contracted from one of the sick people who he was ministering to. And because of this, Pier Giorgio is a great reminder that even though we're young, we still have a mission. He was not married. He was not a priest. He wasn't really on a path to either. He was just living and loving the people who the Lord had placed in his life and serving whatever way he could. I think there's this tendency for us as college students, as recent graduates, to think, you know, someday when I'm married, or someday when I'm ordained, or someday when I'm part of a religious community, then I'll serve. But for now, you know, I'll just kind of live my life, right? But Pierre Giorgio reminds us that we're on mission right now, that we're on a journey. And for us, a big part of that mission, I think, is to bring other young people along with us. You know, I, I challenge each of us to take to prayer. Who can I invite? Because people are dying for community right now. And this would be a great opportunity for people to experience that. Even if they're not coming for the Catholic part, they might just be coming to see people their age, right? So, and it could be a great opportunity to, to really change someone's life, as Pierre Giorgio did for his friends, to reach down and welcome someone up the mountain to journey with us. And because ultimately, we our primary vocation is to know, love, and serve God, and to pour ourselves out for the people he's placed in our lives. And we can all do that right now. So I'm going to close with a quote from Pierre Giorgio. He said, We who by the grace of God are Catholics must not squander the best years of our lives as so many unhappy young people do who worry about enjoying the good things in life, things that do not in fact bring any good, but rather the fruit of immorality in today's world. We must prepare ourselves to be ready and able to handle the struggles we will have to endure to fulfill our goals and in so doing, to give our country happier and morally healthier days in the near future. But in order for this to happen, we need the following. Constant prayer, prayer in all things, to attain God's grace, without which our efforts are in vain. Organization and discipline, to be ready for action at the right moment. And finally, we need to sacrifice our own passions, indeed, our very selves, because without this sacrifice, we will never achieve our goal. The higher we go, the better we shall hear the voice of Christ. Verso la alto. Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frasati. Pray for us. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please email ascend at olgcparish.net with any questions, comments, or feedback. Also, check out our Facebook page, at AscendOLGC, for more content as well as information on our summer events for college students and recent graduates. Our mission at Ascend College Ministry is to help young adults develop an abiding relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ and equip them to live a life of discipleship and mission. I hope that this podcast will help you along your journey of faith. God bless.